Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Coming up on the 3 o'clock hour, afternoon show, John Johnson, Hunter Brody in for Jack and Ike. Obviously, they're off the rest of the week. Hunter's back tomorrow uh, alongside Marcus Hayes, who we're going to talk a lot about, a column that he wrote at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll be joined in just a minute or two by Shiel Kapati. He'll break down all things Eagles and NFL with him. So, uh, bros, one of the things that I wanted to do yesterday, and I, just because we got so caught up in the show and things went – one thing transitioned into another. We didn't get the opportunity to do so. But between now and 6 o'clock, from you know, here and there, what I would love to do for those who are unfamiliar with you, like they may know your name, they may know where you were prior to here, but they don't know Hunter Brody. Right. So like, I would like to ask you like random questions about Hunter Brody as, we, you know, as the show goes on, if that's all right. That's okay. Very dangerous, but let's dive in. All right. How about this? What is you are married? Yes. Yes. You are married, and you have a newborn baby at home. Yes. Baby girl. How long you been married? Uh, oh god, two two and a half years. Two and a half years. Now you throw me on the spot here. What is it? Twenty three one one and a half years. I've been with her since sophomore year of high school. Oh, so so a long time. It's been you know the marriage thing was just like dotting the i's, crossing the t's. But I've been married since I was a sophomore in high school. Essentially, you know what I'm saying? Come on, throw me a bone, please. Don't be, maybe this isn't. I told you it was dangerous. No, no, I understand. I'm no, sweating, no. dude. What's so the freaking uncomfortable. What's the temperature in here? <laughs> Holy hell. Married man, newborn baby at home. Yes. Plan on, ha- plan on having more? Yeah, I'll do more. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Now, will you, uh, you're, you're, you have a daughter at home. Yes. Whether it's your daughter or future children. Um, will you raise them with the will, – will hockey be the number one sport in the household? No. You know what I want to do? I want – and look, whatever she wants to do at the end of the day is how it's going to work. But I'm just saying I'm not against going tennis rack. All right? I like tennis a lot. Oh. Maybe I'm watching the U.S. Open. I see Coco Golf. Maybe that could be Brooklyn Brody in about 18 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but whatever she wants to do. Okay. Whatever All right. she well, wants to that's, do. As we get to know Hunter Brody, that, that's question number one. Well, joining us on the line, I know he's, he's a great dad. He's, he's a great writer for The Ringer right now, the one and only Sheil Kapadia. Sheil, what's up, man? How you been? Doing well, guys. How you doing? Uh, Sheil, we're doing great. I have been looking forward to this conversation, whether it's about the Eagles or the broader conversation in reference to the Eagles with the NFL as a whole, because it's been yet another interesting week in Philly, as I'm sure I, you know. You were on the Midday Guys, a morning show this week. Just I, They won. They got back on track, but it wasn't the prettiest. Before we look ahead, Shield, to this Arizona game, I'm very curious your thoughts on their win over the Giants. Yeah, you know, it, it, like you said, it, it was – 
the perfect uh, win for Eagles fans because Eagles win, Cowboys lose, 49ers lose, but everybody still gets to be miserable. So, I mean, that's the way uh, everybody prefers it. You know, offensively, like, they moved the ball very well, what, 465 yards uh, of offense. You watch the film, and they're not really having a lot of resistance on the other side of the ball, but they make some boneheaded mistakes. Those boneheaded mistakes count. And you keep thinking, hey, if they can just cut these out, uh, they'll be a better football team. But then the next week rolls around, and all of a sudden, you're in another game where it comes down to the fourth quarter, and you're not feeling good about it. And so, listen, it's one thing for us to talk about it and say, you know what, it wasn't a pretty win, or fans to say that. But, like, this is coming from inside the building. You know, when you hear what Devontae Smith is saying uh, after the game, when you're seeing A.J. Brown's reaction, when you're seeing Hassan Reddick's reaction, when you're seeing them firing the defensive coordinator – even though they have one of the best records in the NFL. So I think as media, as analysts, as fans, everybody, you take your cues from how the team is reacting. And I think they're telling you, you know what, uh, everything we want is still out there in front of us. But if you're feeling a little uneasy about this football team, that's, uh, that's a rational feeling to have right now. How would you analyze Jalen Hurts at this point? He's leaving the pocket early, some would say, when breaking down the All-22. But then there's a lot of us that are questioning the head coach and the offensive coordinator with game design and game planning and things of that nature. So do you think it leans leans more towards the quarterback play or more what's surrounding that, like coaching? Yeah, you know, he listen, he hasn't been perfect. Uh, he's had some ups and downs. I thought he had a stretch there in the middle of the season where he was playing really well. I actually thought he played some, you know, pretty well in this game against the Giants. So I actually lean more towards the coaching and the scheme and the design and what they're asking him to do. You know, the, uh, the previous week against Seattle, he's getting killed for a couple decisions for going for the home run ball to A.J. Brown down the field. Well, a lot of times the quarterbacks thought, hey, if you have a one-on-one out there, and when they're practicing it during the week, they're saying, hey, if you have a one-on-one with A.J. Brown, that's the first read, and you let it rip. And so, uh, you know, we can look at the film and say, hey, this guy's open, this guy's open, but if the quarterback's thought, if I have that one-on-one, go ahead and take it, and he takes it, I personally have a hard time killing the quarterback for that. So he hasn't been perfect. The stuff at the end of the first half, I mean, you really don't expect that from a quarterback in, what, his uh, third or fourth season in the NFL. You want that stuff buttoned up there absolutely are times where you want him to hang in there a little bit let a play develop and and, uh, deliver the football but if you're asking me which one I blame more for kind of the ups and downs of the offense uh, I really think there are more things the coaches uh, can do to help him out more so than just Jalen Hurts progressing what you just said Shield, is what a lot of fans fear is that it's more coaching than it is the players themselves that they're not helping the players with their play calling is it too late to make changes. I shouldn't say, well, change is kind of a very broad term, but to fine-tune things, being that we're in the, what, week 17? I don't think so. You know, I was looking at it, and this Giants game, they actually did a couple things, like, you know, just a very simple thing, like having Jalen Hurts line up under center and running true play action, where, you know, you're really making those linebackers hesitate and opening up some windows. They did that against the Giants, I think, in the first quarter. It was the first time all season Jalen Hurts has completed a pass under center play action. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this, like these are easy things. I don't want to say easy things. Nothing's that easy. But, you know, these are things you can do to help your quarterback to open up space in the middle of the field, to help your wide receivers. This is not something they've done all season. And you saw a little morsel of it against the Giants. So uh, I don't think it's too late. And listen, a lot of the one-on-one stuff, like that's going to work a lot of the times. Like a lot of the times the Eagles are going to line up 
against opposing defenses. And guess what? A.J. Brown's better than the guy uh, across from him. Devontae Smith is better than the guy across from him. Uh, Dallas Goddard's better than the guy across from him. So you can absolutely take those. But as we saw against some of these better opponents, there are times where you can help those guys out a little bit. And so uh, I don't think it's too late. You're not talking about totally overhauling the offense or anything like that. You're talking about pushing some of these buttons that you see other teams around the NFL push that can just help your players uh, succeed a little more. What's the deal with the defensive line not getting any pressure? The Giants' offensive line stinks, and the only sack was Shaq Leonard, which is just strange. So is it just a product of the other team getting the ball out quick, not giving them enough time? Is it old age? Is it a combination of all of it? What are you seeing? It's really maybe the biggest mystery with this team all season long. I don't think it's, you know, they'll tell you, hey, opposing quarterbacks are getting rid of the football quickly. Like, the numbers don't really back that up. I mean, they're, they are getting opportunities here to rush the passer, not every time. You're certainly getting some of those screens and getting some of those quarterbacks who get rid of the football, but they're getting opportunities, and they're just not winning their one-on-ones like they did a year ago. Uh, you know, you look at it, I think some of it is those young defensive tackles, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Those guys didn't play a lot of snaps in college, and so now all of a sudden you're talking about the latter stages of an NFL season where usually their seasons are over. Usually they're not playing this many snaps, and I do think some of that fatigue is, you know, I can't say for sure, but it's showing up a little bit. You know, I think Jalen Carter has one hit on the quarterback in his last six games or so. And Jordan Davis, he's not even really getting on the field on third down. So the coaches are kind of telling you whether they think he's an effective pass rusher at this point uh, or, or not. So the good news is all those guys are healthy. And so it's like, you know, you still have talented players on the defensive line. You still have a great uh, great pass rushers historically, but you do want to see that kind of show itself on the field. And there's just been too many times this year where there's a good offensive line, a bad offensive line, a mediocre offensive line, where those guys aren't impacting the game enough. Shield, before we get into just the Cardinals matchup, I, I am very curious. You're the perfect person to ask this question because you went in and out of locker rooms in this city for so many years, and then you get to – you were in Seattle. You get, you've covered the NFL as a whole – the issues we're dealing with right now in Philadelphia, I know we, like, we can live in a bubble here, and if it didn't happen here, it didn't happen at all. So we don't get like all the details from other cities, from other teams. What is it we are experiencing here? Like, Can I say something similar about, you know, about the other teams that have double-digit wins in the NFL, how they all have some type of flaw and there is heavy concern within those fan bases as well? Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think for, like, if you, you know, took a poll of every NFL team right now and said, like, which fan bases are really happy, I mean, who would you really be left? The Ravens? The 49ers? Uh, the Lions? Like, the, the list gets pretty short where, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're struggling. The Bills, uh, they've been up and down. The Cowboys just lost two games in a row. So, yeah, I do think it is good to zoom out and look at it and say, hey, uh, you know, these other teams have issues. Uh, as well. So that's not to downplay the Eagles issues. Like I do think they are real. I think they're telling you they're real with the way uh, they're acting and, and kind of what they're telling you with their messaging and what we're seeing on the field. So I'm not saying, Hey, everything's fine and their record's good and they're going to go win the Super Bowl. So I don't believe that. I think the issues absolutely are real, but you are right that, you know, the number of teams at this point in the season with just two weeks left, that feel really, really good about their teams and are saying, hey, we're going to go make a run right now and we don't have any concerns, that's a, that is a, a pretty short list. Like last year probably spoiled, um, you know, spoiled everyone a little bit because the Eagles just ran through the regular season. You had no doubt. Uh, you felt great about the team going into the playoffs. 
those seasons don't come around often. And so I think this season uh, is more the norm of what you typically see. Transitioning to Sunday as we're getting ready for Jonathan Gannon's return, I kind of view this similar to last week where the Giants are so bad, even if you were to have a bunch of turnovers, you still could probably beat them on talent alone. Do you see anything differently? No, I, I think that's true about, yeah, these last two games. I mean, they're what? Ten and a half point favorites. And so, um, you know, as we've learned, as you saw last week, like it, it can get dicey if you do turn the football over, if you have special teams miscues. I will say the Cardinals offensively are going to challenge you more than the Giants did. You know, Kyler Murray has not had a great season, but he's still a talented player who can make all the throws, who can make plays with his legs. That's going to be different than Tommy DeVito. There's no doubt about it. So it, it does give you a different challenge, and I'm curious to see does this Eagles defense, how do they perform against at least a little bit better of a quarterback, a little bit better of an offense? But you're right. I mean, listen, if you just look at it on paper and you go kind of position by position with sort of the talent advantages on one side, on one team versus the other team, I mean, this is one of the bigger gaps you're going to see in the NFL all season long. It doesn't mean they can't lose. We see big upsets in the NFL every week. That happens. But uh, I do see it similarly to the way you see it. Uh, Shield, final question. Uh Covering the NFL here, where do you put the Eagles in the hierarchy of the NFC in terms of you know just looking ahead to the playoffs and the Super Bowl? Is it just the way it sits now in the standings? How do you honestly view it looking at each team? Yeah, I think like I think the 49ers are still the best team in the NFC pretty clearly. I know they lost last week uh, to the Baltimore Ravens, but you look at the entire body of work and what their strengths are and their talent and their coaching and all those things. I think they are the team to beat in the NFC. After that, it gets bunched a little. You know, I think the Cowboys, even despite the last two losses, I think they're playing better than the Eagles right now. But uh, Eagles have beaten the Cowboys, so it's not like they can't beat them. So I would put them kind of right there. You know, I have 49ers won, and then you probably have the Cowboys and the Eagles in some order in that next year. And then you have uh, the rest of the teams, whether it's the Lions, the Rams, uh, everyone down there. Now, I will say, that even having said that, like <laughs> the Eagles we've seen, they, they can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. Like if you have a team like the Rams come to the league in the wild card round, I mean, they're not going to be massive favorites in that game, and that's a good offense there, and that's a veteran quarterback. So um, it is kind of bunched. It's a weird season where I don't know that you have those typical divisions, those typical uh, tiers that you, you would have in most seasons, um, but I, I would put the Eagles probably in that second tier right below the 49ers. Shield Kapadia always uh, comes with his top game. Follow him on Twitter for the latest all things Shield Kapadia stories, podcasts from the ringer at Shield Kapadia. Shield, thanks, man. Have a great New Year. All right, guys. You too. Good talking to you. All right, Shield Kapadia. See, I, I, he's always brutally honest when it comes to anything. So I hate it. Why did he have to throw that in at the end? Like, you know, I, they're right underneath the, the 49ers, as are the Cowboys. Okay, I get all that. And then he gives it the, mm, but if the Rams come to town, I don't know about that. That's awful. Well, he's being honest, and it's the right way to think about this because he's not going to sell you crap. This team has an issue, <laughs> and we can't just pretend it doesn't just because their win total is 11 wins. Everything changed the moment their swag got stolen from them against San Fran. Everything before is irrelevant. That's chapter one. We're now on chapter two. We can't go back, and you lost something. Something was robbed from you yeah. in that San Fran game, so we now need to see if they have the answers, and they clearly really haven't had the answers since. Mm. Kenny from the Dirty 30s on WIP. What's up, Kenny? When I'm king of the world, every single football game will start Sunday at 1 o'clock. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right, Kenny. And that's just the way it is. I mean, one thing I, I always hate about any other start time is you got to wait. I want to get this game going. And here's what's great at the 1 o'clock game. Mm. You get up, you grab a quick cup of coffee, you get out to the tailgate, you have breakfast out there, you have a brunch out there, you get into the game. By the way, it's not charcuterie. It's antipathy. Come on, buddy. Be Italian. Anyway, All right. Thank you. Get you get out. Then you go to the game, and then when the game's over in the parking lot, you're watching the 4 o'clock games where the traffic dies oh. down, and, and then you get home, and then you have dinner with your family, and then you can casually watch the 8 o'clock game with some other chump team that you don't care about. And then, you know, if you don't like the game at halftime, you can turn on HBO or, you know, go with your wife and do what husbands and wives do. It's a great day. Well, we have the last that, that is some fun. That's Kenny. quite a peek into Kenny's life there. Yeah, that so is wait, some so, fun. So wait a minute, Kenny, I, I – from your perspective, as someone who attends many games, who tailgates, you'd actually prefer the one o'clock game over the night game, where you, you don't you, you get the whole day of tailgating. Oh God, see, you got the whole day of tailgating, but then you got the amateurs out there, John, and, and bros who are just drinking their face off. By the time oh. the game starts, they don't even know what's going on. And then when the game's over, there's nothing else on in the parking lot. There's nothing else on the radio except for the post game show. Right. And those guys are all mad because they had to stay up all night. And, and watch football too. So they're all miserable. Everybody's miserable. I hate the night. And then, then you got to work because you forget the rest That's of right. it. That's right. Yeah. Have to go to work the next day. Yeah, the night and games. Guys, yeah, short, no sleep. Now, I will tell you this, John. I was out in Seattle mm-hmm. and having a, a night game start at five o'clock. Now, that was nice. Well, that, you read my mind, Kenny, because I was going to say, could you imagine being on the West Coast? I know the tailgating thing might be out the window if you're an Eagles fan, but you get the t- would it be 10 a.m. start? If it's a 1 o'clock game, yeah, nice you get 10 a.m. start. Nice 10 a.m.er. That sounds nice, No, too. that's too early. Why? That's too, you got to wake up at, like, 5. 5? I want to wake up at 5 for an Eagles what, game. Who needs to wake up 5 hours before you watch oh, an Eagles John, game? Yeah. John, the, the West Coast home games start at 1 o'clock their time. The, it's, the, it's only the away games that are at 10 a.m. Oh, that's right. That's so right. It's the away games that would be awesome right, right, right. out there. And, mm. then, as a matter of fact, when I almost took that job in Hawaii, the bars open up at 8 a.m. out there. And my plan was... <laughs> Yeah, you go. You go to the bar. You watch the game from eight to eleven. I'm on the beach by noon. Jackpot, Whoa. You know? What the hell? All right, Kenny. Let's Uh-oh. let's get into this, Kenny. Come this Sunday, one o'clock against Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals. What are you demanding to see from your Eagles? Well, first off, I want to see some sort of a play where there's a tackle out of bounds that takes out Jonathan Gannon. I don't know if we. Can- that in the playbook. Take out his legs? These things can happen. Wide receiver screen with, you know, everybody's pulling left, student body left, and go plowing right into the sideline. But aside from that, no, listen, I I just want the same game we had against the Giants minus the three bonehead plays. You know, we go home with a uh, 31-10 victory. Mm -hmm. And uh, and because it's a 1 o'clock game, then we can have a real joyous post-game celebration in the parking lot. You know, I've been... New Year's Eve, popping champagne, you know. Oh, you know, well, that's right. So will you make yeah. it so, Kenny, if you're going to Sunday's game and you're going to hang out for the parking lot to clear out, how late can you stay before they say you guys have to leave? They usually give us about two and a half to three hours. Okay. Uh, unless it's a night game, then they, everybody wants to go home, so they try to clear you out sooner. But because the way the idiots that run the traffic there have changed it this year, they can say all they want. You you ain't moving for two hours. Right. You're, you know, you're in a Wells Fargo parking lot. Yeah. They let they let all the premium seat people out first, and once they've all and then a police escort, then they let the wretched refugees. <laughs> so. Kenny, have a good New Year's Eve, man. 
I'm going to hit you with this. Very cliche of me, though. All right. It's been a while since I've been to an Eagles game at the link. Probably maybe a, maybe two seasons now. I love the TV experience just way more. Maybe it comes with the job. You do. But well, when you're I, in the when you're at the link, right? Let's say I'm going just as a fan. I'm talking just a fan perspective. Yeah. If I went there, and especially in the job that we do, you know, the left tackle moves. Can I see that from my section? I just don't get the breakdown the way that I want to have the breakdown. I think overall the game experience is better at home on yeah. your couch. Yeah. You know, you're it's your it's your home base. The bathroom's right there. Everything, all your amenities are right there with you. Having said that. If the invention of the transporter, like the instant, like the teleporter was around, I would like to tailgate and then teleport myself back onto my couch after the tailgate before the game starts. I got no issue. That would with be that. the ultimate experience. When was the last time you went just, hey, maybe bring the family, go to a game? Has it been a while since you did one of those? An Eagles game? Yeah. It's been a long time. Okay, yeah. Long time. Yeah, I know. It's safe for yeah. me, kind of. Two years, it feels like. Wow, I haven't been to a game. I remember it was Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. It was probably two years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it comes, but again, because of our jobs, it's a little bit different. Yeah. You, you look at things differently. You can't just enjoy it. You also have to kind of analyze it at the same time. Yeah. So that plays a factor in it. Oh, Cowboy Jim's on WIP. Why, why are you annoying me, Jim? You know, I'm working here. Is this a super terrific happy hour? Doesn't sound like it. It was until you called in. Won't be a happy three hours on Sunday. Hey, what's the snack of the day? Is it blueberries, bananas, some lame candy? Uh, and what what time does the Blue Chew commercial come on? Does it come on at 5 p.m.? Uh, you're not, you know, I, I've had about enough of you. What the hell do you want, Jim? Oh, since you're not going to the Super Bowl, maybe go to the Pro Bowl. You know, Elliot will be down. He'll be the only eagle down there. It'll be Elliot. It, you'll enjoy it. So go in, go to the Pro Bowl because you're not going to Vegas. Now, as a Cowboys fan, I know arithmetic can be very difficult. What's more, 11 or 10? Hey, uh, listen, it's Sunday at 1 o'clock. Me, Howard, Mad Mike, Captain Cowboy will have a parade down Broad Street. You want to join us? It's about the lamest, luckiest team ever in, the, in any pro oh, sport. Here and we go. And if they should make the Super Bowl, it's the end of pro sports because you, you guys are the worst. You should just lay down, be done, don't even go to the playoffs. And you guys are the greatest? You stink. You stink. But what do you All do right? then? You don't, no. You don't, who, who are you? Well, I'm Bruce. Nice to meet you, Cowboy Jim. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet. You. Can I talk to uh, the the adult in the room, John? Well, I'm, whoa, I'm whoa, also whoa, an adult, whoa. Jim. I'm Hold also on a minute. Adult. I'm not. We up are the this. adults. You are the child. That's why we have to remind you how things run here, little boy. Mad Mike will be leading the parade. So if anybody wants to join us, come down at one o'clock because. What's the point? You guys. Are what are you lose? getting? A participation parade again how, this how year? How do you feel about your team? I want to know. How do you feel about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys away from AT and T Stadium? Apparently, you don't listen to Cowboy Jim. This no, is your I first don't. You, yes, I. You correct. know how I feel about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. They're just fine. <laughs> they're, they're healthy. When they're healthy, they're just fine. So don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, what do you think? What do you think a Cowboy fan thinks? Well, usually a, they're delirious, and they're usually they lack sanity, which if this is very fitting, Jim. Go well, back I, in I your home. I was a Cowboys fan. I, I do know some Cowboys fans that are now past the point of believing and realize that eventually it's going to be failure because that's all they know. So I know complete opposite Cowboys fans. They're, than, they're, than they're, they're you know. There's, you find one, it's like a needle in a haystack, that type of Cowboy fan. Though. The, the rest of them, and they're always the Delaware Valley-born Cowboys fans. They're the, the ultimate Benedict Arnolds. No, they're the worst. They are the worst form of human existence. I agree. Oh, absolutely. They are the worst people to ever live. Yeah. I don't understand how you get to that point as a human. At, at a certain point, 
you know, Cowboy Jim will just have his participation trophy, you know, presentation. And, hey, look, we had fun, so we won. And that's that's what it's like being a Cowboys fan. Did you see that report that Dak might be getting 55 mil a year in his next extension? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Dak, oh. Pres- Dak Prescott expected to get a contract extension between 55 and $60 million per year. Oh, I like that. That's Jordan Schultz. Oh. NFL insider for Bleacher Report. You know, having that conversation with Jim is going to be more painful for the conversation that we are going to have on the other side because, sadly enough, we may have to hold ha- – well, we don't have to hold hands. I mean, like, we, we have to share a common interest with Jim um, this Saturday night, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. Her- oh, Herb's going to check in. Herb, hang in there, man. Her- we're going to see how Herb's doing with his health. Tom and Abington, everybody else, stay right there. A lot more to get to. It's 322. Shut up, Gannon. Welcome back. Afternoon show, John Johnson. Hunter Brody. Oh, it's not Monday. See, it's another thing he got wrong. That's real shocking. They have three wins. Lost the Super Bowl for us. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the afternoon show. (laughs) Ben Kenny engineering uh, this afternoon. An update on our Twitter poll question. Sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for... Diamond engagement rings that fit every budget online at marks-jewelers.com. The best time for an Eagles game to start is leading the way with 62% of the vote. 1 o'clock, 425, 33%, and then a measly 5% like the night game. And I'm glad only 5% do. It's awful. Um, I hope, by the way, uh, uh, Broads, so uh, this game, Sunday's a 1 o'clock game, and I'm thrilled with that. You are too. We don't know what the last game is going to be yet. The last game of the season. Next, the following weekend against the Giants, everybody plays on Sunday. And the NFL waits the last possible moment because they want to see all the scenarios. There's no chance they play the night game. That's a bonus there, right? Do they play the 1 or the 425? They're playing the Giants. The Giants are likely going to still have five wins. Do the markets, though, speak louder than how good the teams actually are? Or I guess I should say the Giants. Outside of Adrian, the Giants fan, nobody's watching the Giants at this point, right? Yeah, you're probably right on that. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because it's not like they have that cool storyline anymore with DeVito. That lasted about Mm. three seconds. The moment the Italian went to the jarred pasta sauce... His career ended. <laughs> yeah. He she probably should have thought that one through. He took while well, he went through his fifteen minutes. Maybe he knew. 
Maybe he knew he was only getting 15 minutes. So he, he capitalized on it every way he could. I guess. So, okay, But here's something I guess we have to think about. If the Eagles continue to lead the Cowboys, which we assume they will, they're going to want the Eagles and the Cowboys game on at the exact same time. Because if the Eagles win, then the Cowboys game is meaningless. So they're both going to be 425 in that scenario. Oh, they probably would be. Damn. They probably would be. All right. I guess. It makes sense, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's well, see. Well, oh, this now this gets complicated because now my personal interests are going to weigh into the interest of the team. Um, every Eagles fan is going to have a serious problem Saturday night. As you, everybody may or may not know, there is one NFL game this Saturday night, and it is very important to the Philadelphia Eagles. Both opponents have bearing to the birds. Eight fifteen Saturday night, the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Detroit Lions. So this is how it sets up. The Lions control their own destiny ahead of the Eagles. If both the Eagles and Lions win out, the Lions win the tiebreaker because of common opponents. So they have the fast track to the number two seed, maybe even the number one seed if, you know, a slim, slim chance that San Fran collapses, but hypothetically. Um, it is better, though, if Dallas wins if you're an Eagles fan. Because then it, it, it knocks the, the Lions back a little bit, which means the Eagles have the, now have, can have the lead over the Lions. But I don't think I can root for the Cowboys. You have to. All right. Now, now here, how do you go about this, though? Like, if I, Saturday night, I'm sitting down. 8-15, I can't wait. It's an NFL game. I love it all in general. But it's the Cowboys. How am I going to sit there? Because like, like, mentally, you got to prepare yourself because I need them to win. Like, if they score, am I supposed to cheer? No, you don't cheer. There's no fist pumps. There's no even mouth sounds. You just acknowledge in your head with, like, a little head nod. You know when you're walking? But a head nod might sicken me. Well, I'm just telling you what you have to do. Imagine if you're walking, I don't know, in, like, a park, and it's a nice day outside. It's June. It's July. You see someone else walking as well, and you just do the the head nod acknowledgement, like, you know, like the, yeah. the mouth makes that little, you, you close the mouth and you do, yeah. the, do the head like, nod. Like a passing hello exactly. type of thing. Exactly, it's a passing hello. You got to think of it this way too, John. This one win, right, if they were to beat the Detroit Lions, yeah. this one win for the Dallas Cowboys, that doesn't change a damn thing. They're still going to lose eventually. I was a Cowboys fan. And fail. And fail. <laughs> this one, whether they have 13 or 12 regular season wins by the end, I'm just using random numbers, yeah. whether they have 12 or 11, whatever it is, it's irrelevant. The end result's the same for Dallas. So, so what? So they I, win another game. You think Bryce Harper will be, like, fist pumping when the Cowboys score in this game? Well, we never, got, will com- we never got confirmation. <laughs> we never got confirmation I I, I, that he is, changed. Uh, Maybe it's best not to watch the game at all. I can't do that. Like, and just I'll, I'll check out the box score. That may be better for us all, though, won't you, it? You can do that. Now, I, this is I need to go to when, when. Well, Ben's checking on the phone lines. I gotta, Ben. I gotta talk to you about this. You, you'd be better at handling this. Like, Broads, I don't like what Broads is telling me. He's like, yeah, just give it a, a head nod and root for the Cowboys. Would it not be better to not? Pay attention to the game at all and just check the box score in the morning. Yeah, when do they play? Eight, Saturday, eight o'clock Saturday night. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll go find other plans. Check oh, the box oh, score in the morning. Stop it. See, that's a good idea. I don't. I I don't need the NFL to dominate my every day. No, hold, no, no, no. Like, hold on, just, no, don't, don't get involved with everyday life. Taking I'm Christmas. Talk- <laughs> here's right, here my Saturday go. night. Here here's go. my Saturday day. It's Next year, good, it's going to be Wednesday. Good football game, though. It's the Lions Cowboys in a race with the Eagles. It's a game that matters. to Whatever. Us. But, but as an Eagles fan, Ben, 
they need it's better for the Cowboys to win this game, right? It benefits them with the two seed and all that other stuff. But I can't actively root for the Cowboys. Like I, I get. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you? I, I mean, if it's in my best interest, then sure. Does this not sound very hypocritical? You just bounced the other way. Let me ask you guys this. Bouncing stuff. what way? Well, do you, you know made what's... it seem like you didn't need it, and then now it's like, well, I can root for the Cowboys. It either. has nothing to do with the Cowboys. I don't need the NFL to dominate every moment of my life, now, hold on which is an issue. Now, wait a minute. Now, let's say you said, I'm not. I'm, I'm going out Saturday night. How much satisfaction would you get, Ben? You get home, 10 o'clock, and you're scrolling through your timeline on Twitter. And you see the frumpy face with his head in his hands of Jerry Jones because the Lions are blowing out the Cowboys. You would smile, wouldn't you? I, I would enjoy it, yes. I would also enjoy that fraud Dan Campbell to get, start getting exposed. Oh, man. He, oh, now we're, I like Dan. You don't like Dan Campbell? I just like, what, is, what does he do? He's a football guy. He cries. Guy. He's a football guy. He's a passionate guy. Awesome. I he, just he's very much like Nick Sirianni, is he not? He's well, what does real, Sirianni do? He's a he's a he's a motivator. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. He's a CEO of the team and, and the team seems to be falling apart. John, does it change your opinion? Okay. If let's go to baseball for a second. Yeah. And let's say the Phillies are in a big time division fight, let's say, and the Mets and the Braves are also actively flirting around the same record. Yeah. And I don't know, somehow the schedule lined up where the Braves are playing the Mets and y- you need the Mets to beat the Braves and then you also have to take care of your business. Could you root for the Mets to beat the Braves? <sighs> totally different. Different hi- different hierarchy of hatred there. Really? Here, the here. Mets? I hate just as much as the Cow. I hate the Mets. I hate <sighs> the Mets. I hate them. Here's where I, there is, of all the different franchises, programs throughout my sports life, there is not one that even rivals the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they are in a category that may not even have a title because it's such a high level of hatred. Nothing, I was amongst that, I remember, I grew up with Buddy Ryan's Eagles. That's my earliest memories. And even though through stretch of seasons where the Eagles weren't very good, I was fully on board with if you're only going to win two games, let it be over the Dallas Cowboys. As stupid as that sounds, I I know it defies all logic and what you want the team to do, but that's how much I despise that franchise. So to sit there on Saturday night and say, well, you know, this benefits the Eagles, so I'm going to root for the star. I can't do it. Wow. Stupid Cowboys. Wow. I I hate the Mets just as much as the Cowboys, man. I do. But the Mets haven't won anything. What do the Cowboys want? The Cowboys have won nothing. I think that's the whole point. That's fair. Okay, so maybe – okay. But there's not a lot of – maybe this is the biggest difference here. The Delaware Valley-born Cowboys fans. Like the Mets fans are North Jersey. They're in New York. They're in that that vicinity – you don't have any New York Mets fans born and raised in Philadelphia. Not really. They do take over our stadium, though. Yeah, they, they have that, that, that nice travel group because it's so much cheaper to go to a game here versus New York because Citizens Bank Park's way better than that trash city field anyway. And we let them throw out the first pitch sometimes. Oh, God. Now, now you're going to send twice, me down actually. this rabbit hole. Yes, it happened twice. Thank you so much, Ben. All right, we're moving on here. Uh, Herb in the Northeast is on WIP. Herb, how you hey, doing, man? What's up? I feel great today, my man. Good, oh. good. Feeling great, okay? Beautiful. And uh, I want to first talk about two things, offense, defense. All right. Okay, this week, <laughs> the Eagles, we got to we gotta come out with the speed. We got to come out with motion right, motion left, double motion, whatever it takes to get these guys open, to get down the field. 
20, 30 yards, just like the, the, the plays that Devontae Smith mm. paid at Alabama, made last week. Let's get this offense rolling again, okay? See, and, and, the, and the tight end, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Let's everybody get their touches yeah. and all that, okay? Yeah. And, and the running back, when, when we use the running back, we're running motion, and, and it, it's opening up. Same kind of motion that the Dolphins used last week. All right. Against the Cowboys, watch the game like I did every minute of it. I knew that the Dolphins were going to win the game. Okay. The last, the last team standing to go down the field and score. All right. Now, Herb, the Eagles' offense is doing their job. What about the defense? Defense. I want to see. This is what I want to see, bro. I want to see Jim Johnson. Coming down, you understand? Ryan Dawkins, okay, the old Eagles, 1999-2001, when Dawkins started pounding people, and we started coming with the fire on that defensive line. Mm. And we started coming with the full house. Let me tell you, I had a talk with my friend Steve Devlin tonight, and he was just a couple hours ago. Uh, what's Steve tell you? We've been talking, okay, and I'm, I'm I'm building up this team now for these next couple of days, so that they come out with that defense and they tear Arizona, okay, oh. and the Giants the following week. Oh. We we get this back, like I said, we have a good chance. Mm-hmm. Things might work out in our way. If it don't, it don't. We know how to play on the road. Once we're hot, once we're hot, and we're fighting and we're hitting, and we we know what it takes to win. Yeah. On the road. Yes. We know what it takes. That's the key. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. Uh huh. I know how to coach. I know how to get motivate. I know how to motivate players. Herb, I, I would love. For okay. you to get the opportunity to have a motivational speech with these with the players on this team. Yeah. Well, I would love to be in that locker room, let me tell you, mm. and motivate these guys like they've never been motivated before in their life. You're right. Okay. You're right. From, Move from over, Suriani. From Pee Wee to high school to college, okay, I know all about it, okay? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 I mean, I – so, like I say, this is the big weekend. It is a huge weekend. We can move up. We can move up. That's right. And get things rolling again. Herb, Herb is there any um, is there any chance that you you get out by New Year's, or you think you're going to be there? Me, yeah. Well, there's a possibility tomorrow that they're going to move me upstairs. They're waiting on. All right. Reduce a little the oxygen. Uh, I think today they're waiting for more of this uh, mucus. I'm still waiting, you know, to come up and right. And uh, I, I I ate again today and good. You sound a lot better than you did yesterday. Uh, well, I, I you know what it is, the mucus come out of my nose. I was clogged up yesterday. Uh, that's rough stuff. And it was just I just I just I just got a bunch of it up just in the past 45 minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Herb. And then, so, did you talk to Gary Cobb? 
No, I haven't talked to Gary. I'll get. I got to get a hold of G Cobb. Because I had his number and. Uh, you know, four two one something. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, that, that's not. A good you don't idea, have to tell Herb. us. It's not, that's not no, a good I, idea. I get it, Herb. Herb. You know the number. No, I call know. Me. I know the number, Herb. Call me, give him my number, and tell him to call me because I want to talk to him. I will. If I can, I Herb. I, I, we have your number here at W. Herb, uh, get better, man. We got your number here at WIP. I will try to pass it along to Nick Sirianni. Maybe you can give a motivational speech to the team. That would be nice. You know when John Clark tweets out there that maybe around Saturday or Sunday goes, I've been told that on Friday Nick Sirianni showed highlights of Kobe Bryant, <laughs> right? One of those? Yeah. Maybe we get the tweet that I'm told Herb oh, God. was in the room getting the boys going. Can you imagine? I don't know if I could. Can you, ma- can I don't you know imagine? If I, could imagine. <laughs> I don't know if I could. What if it works? What if it gets the team loose? No, I I think he's like over five with motivational speeches. Oh, is he? When he's given well, he gave one before show? the Super Bowl last year. He gave one before a bunch of big Phillies losses in the playoffs. No, that's not good. I don't think we could test it. I mean, Harper was Bryce Harper. I'm sure was listening to those on his drive to the ballpark too. Bryce Harper's rooting for the Cowboys on on Saturday. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. You do? Do you think? Okay, he's All a right. hockey guy now. He's everywhere. He's in Columbus watching the Flyer. He's everywhere. I'm, listen, I'm thrilled for him that he actually has a hometown hockey team to root for, and I, 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 he's, I don't think he's going to suddenly become a Raiders fan. However, I am still having difficulty getting over that Monday Night Football promo, where you know he's basically kissing the star, <laughs> and then he says, you know, I moved to Philly, kind of a work thing. I was a Cowboys fan. Oh. He did say I was a Cowboys. I know, fan. I know, and, and he I'm like I love everything that he's done since he's come to Philadelphia. That's just it's there's certain things that are difficult to see. Yeah, but then he moved to Tennessee and he grew a mullet in in three days. He's <laughs> no, like a chameleon. No, no <laughs> don't do don't don't do this to Bryce Harper. Everybody loves Bryce. Yeah. Now remind me, in the early stages of Hurts, did he rock an Astros hat at one point? Did he? I I don't know. I don't want to put it out yeah, there. Yeah, I think it, it was happen. his opening press conference. What? Oh, is that what it was? From down there, exactly. And, yeah, but I don't know how we feel about that, especially because you lose a World Series and you lose to the Houston Astros. I, we haven't heard anything about him speak up on that match. I mean, but I can't hate on him on that because he grew up there. That's it's fair. like if, if one of us moved somewhere else, we'd still be a Philadelphia sports fan. That's, I get it. No, that's fair. Listen, I'm just throwing shots today. I'm very upset. Our team isn't very good no matter what their record is. I wonder so if I'm hurt. Did, uh, so locker room access is probably wrapping up right now. I wonder if A.J. Brown spoke today. We're going to have to look into that. He what, said are the, he, what are the odds? He said he might speak later in the week. That was yesterday. There is going to be locker room access again tomorrow. Oh, God. I don't see quotes from anybody, though. No, there may be nobody said anything interesting or nothing really noteworthy. I'll have to, we'll check during the next commercial break. Tom and Abington's on WIP. Hey, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? Tom, I'm looking on my call screener here, and it says uh-huh. you, you're, not, you don't have any, you're not feeling really good about Sunday? No, no, and we'll get to that. But I will say, after that herb call, I have never been so motivated yet so disgusted at the same time. <laughs> you didn't like the mucus, Tom. The mucus didn't tickle your fancy. It was a bit much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure to by talk way, to you, bro. Yeah, pl- pleasure to talk hey, to you, Tom. Welcome to the whip. Welcome into the family. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. That I think that motivational I- speech, Tom, was kind of. Like we had the you had the great NFL bed, but hearing like the, the mm-hmm. beeps of the heart monitors in the hospital really oh, didn't yeah. it didn't help. 
Yeah, so I heard yesterday's show. It was a great show, guys. And I did happen to catch that dope, that idiot, that moron from Deptford calling in and firing shots at you, bro. Yeah, he's on hold. Um, yeah, well, uh, I'm sure he is. Um, he's calling people frauds on the line. You know, he stole that dumbass little tagline he likes to do at the beginning of his calls, right? That's so fine. The fraud the, here. I, I, we'll get into the caller on caller crime later. But, uh, Tom, how are we feeling about Sunday? What's what's going on? I Listen, I, Sunday they're going to beat the Cardinals, okay? They're going to beat the Giants the last game of the season. And this is supposed to make me feel better? Well, okay. Now, then that's why – my main question I've been asking everybody is, what are you demanding to see from the Eagles? Because there has to be something that they could do over the next two weekends that would make you feel better. No, no. See, they're in a loseless situation, John, because all right, what I expect to happen is them to win this game, I don't know, 18 to 13, and everybody's scratching their head at the end of it, much like this season is gone. But let's say they come out and they win 52 nothing. Well, mm-hmm. they're supposed to win that game 52 uh, nothing. So okay, okay. No, no, no. But, but, but here's the thing, though, and this is where you may be overthinking it. They haven't had mm-hmm. any blowout wins this season, right? They had a, a, like right. a 13-point win in the first month of the year, but they haven't had that, that, that big-time, one-sided victory you would expect from a team that has 11 wins. Convincing. Right, mm-hmm. a convincing win. What if nor, they? What if they blow? You. But what if they blow out the Cardinals? Say thirty-five to thirteen. You would end. Let's say happening, they got. John. Let's say they get five sacks and the offense is clean. You would start to feel a little bit better. Like, all right, they're starting to get it together as we get closer to the playoffs. Right? I wouldn't. No. No. Because well, first <laughs> you off, you guys that's are the not worst. Happening. It's not happening because all I keep hearing is they haven't played their best game yet. We got two games left in the season. When are they going to play their best game? Maybe maybe Sunday? <laughs> Against the three-win Jonathan Gannon-led squad. I'm with you, Tom. I don't think there's anything they can do after that Seattle game. It was pretty much slop yep. the rest of the schedule. Yep. And, John, yeah. John yeah. you were here at 17. You saw that squad. You saw what a championship sure. squad looks like. Does this team look anything like that? No, they – and, Tom, thanks, man. No, I know. They're not They're not the 2017 Eagles. And But – they were never going to be the 2017 Eagles. They weren't going to be the 2022 Eagles because there was turnover. There was coordinator change. There was players who left. There was players who came in. There was a, a you know a surge of youth as young guys and experienced guys jumped in here. So it was never going to be exactly what it was. But it was still designed to get back to the Super Bowl. They held on to certain players. They re-signed certain players, not because they wanted to take a step back for a year and evaluate because they felt they had another opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl. So I, the major components are still there. And if there are two opponents that can help you get back on track, it's the three-win Cardinals and the five-win Giants. I know we didn't see it last week. Bros, this is awful. I'm, I'm searching for positivity, and I'm not getting it. Because I think there's really none out there that makes a lot of sense. It's just unfortunate. We can't search and search and search and bang her head against the wall. If it's not there, it's not there. The 49ers, I got to give them a lot of credit. All right, not only did they come in here with the highlighted game and beat us, they destroyed us. Yeah. They actually, actually annihilated everything when it comes to confidence. They did more than just beat us. Kudos to them. I'm yeah. just saying, I got to give the respect because it's so bad right now. We got nothing left in the tank. I, In hindsight, looking back on those three consecutive losses, it's not so much the 40, the 49ers loss was disheartening. It's it, how one-sided it was. It was surprising to us all. 
the following game is what really hurt me because that was the rebound game against a division rival in a game of the utmost importance, and you laid an egg in that game. That game hurt me far more than the, than the San Francisco game ever could. Wow, I'm surprised to hear that. I related it to the NLCS game when Christopher Sanchez was in and then Rob Thompson elected <laughs> to make it a bullpen game, yeah. so now it evened everything up because they were pitching a bullpen game at the time, and then Craig Kimbrell happened. So the way I felt after that Craig Kimbrell debacle was exactly how I felt after San Fran, and it was all too close together. It's like, oh, I remember what this is. This is now you're done. You got nothing left. And now here I am today, and I was right. If there was one thing you want to see on Sunday, like like if I'm demanding everything in the world, I know that's not going to happen. If there's one thing you could say, I want to see them look like the 2022 squad in a a certain phase – Offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is, what would it be? It's got to be offense. It's got to be offense because their defense is what it is. I need to see an offense that is flowing beautifully and just rhythm nonstop. The play calls made sense. You know, it's not wide receiver screen that doesn't work, and then you follow that up with the wide receiver screen that doesn't work, and then you follow that up with the QB draw that gets you four yards. Like, I just don't want that. The, the defense is what it is. The special teams has been a lot better this year. The offense is the problem. You got to be able to score in this league and not turn the ball over, and they don't do that. So they got to find a way, and I don't know if it's in them, no matter who the opponent is. Two, 215-592-9494. I see, oh, Andy in Dedford, John Voorhees, Donald, everybody else. Stay right there on the other side. We're going to take your calls. There was a very intriguing column Uh, That was released this morning by our own Marcus Hayes, who will be co-hosting this show tomorrow. The more I read it, the more my blood pressure rose. It infuriated me. Wait till you hear all the details about this and how you, the fan, are to blame for the offense and their inefficiencies. It's 353. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.